Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Neil World Order podcast, coming to you on a late Saturday night here in Wisconsin. We actually got three inches of snow today. Um, kind of crazy. I mean, it's what, April 3rd? Uh, oh, April 2nd. About to be April 3rd here in about 20 minutes. Um, yeah, the last two days it's been cold and snowy. Um, sometimes spring sucks here. I think I've talked about that before um but yeah that's the weather recap okay first things first uh sorry about the no episode last week uh i think coming back from vacation uh getting back into the swing of things here um some stuff we had to take care of on the home front i honestly uh, i don't really like doing monday episodes um i've never really enjoyed those i think they feel rushed uh quickly put together it was going to be one of those episodes where i just kind of winged it because I never, I didn't really want to take time away from vacation and kind of recharging my battery to uh, put together an episode. And I think you guys got an amazing treat on the previous week's episode with a two and a half hour masterpiece uh, with Scott uh, Bailey, my wife. Uh, if you haven't listening, listened to the uh, Carrying Your Love With Me episode, you really should turn this off, go listen to that, then come back to this. Um, I think you'll really enjoy it. I've got a lot of feedback. It's probably been the best episode. So, um, obviously, we're going to have Scott and Bailey on uh, way more. I personally always think the show goes better when there's. it's just not me sitting here talking to myself. Um, WrestleMania uh, was to, started tonight. They do like a two-night thing. Um, it's huge for me. Um, as you know, I don't watch much wrestling anymore, but I'll watch WrestleMania just because... You know, I don't know, I guess it takes me back to being a kid. We got to see the return of Stone Cold Steve Austin for one last match. Cody Rhodes uh, coming back to WWE after being the founder of All Elite Wrestling, which still exists, and then eventually he left and came back to WWE. So that's something kind of neat to see where, where that goes. Um, so yeah, I spent about, I don't know, three and a half hours watching WrestleMania tonight while my wife fell asleep because clearly she's not as uh, amped about it as I am. Uh, vacation was great. Um, we had an amazing time uh, in North Carolina with Scott and Bailey and um, their family. Um, South Carolina was awesome. Uh, Myrtle Beach was nice. It was It's kind of like the off-season there. So uh, it wasn't real busy. Uh, I don't think we really started seeing people come in till um, like Thursday night. And even then, I wouldn't call it anywhere near the crowds we usually see when we go to Florida this time of year. Um, you know, it was a little colder. Uh, I think the the hottest it got while we were there was 73 degrees. But like I said, there's three inches of snow on the ground here. So I'm really not going to complain about that. Um. But yeah, it was a cool little place. Um, if you haven't been there, I, I definitely look into it. it it's an affordable place. Uh, it's kind of a cool combination of like beach and country, if that makes sense. Um, I don't know. Let me see if I can kind of. So we usually do, like I said, we usually do the beach thing. Uh, we go to Florida. And Florida's kind of sort of its own animal. Yeah, it's in the south. But really, aside from, like, the northern Florida area, like, maybe, like, Florabama, Ocala, kind of those areas closer to Alabama, Georgia, um, Mississippi, whatever, there's not, like, a real country feel to Florida. It's it's just Florida. Uh, you know, and I, I think Florida is one of those cool states when we live there. It kind of seemed like everyone in Florida is from somewhere else anyways. 
Um, but, um, you know, if you, if you live there, you know, South Carolina though, it's kind of cool. Cause you have the, like the whole beach thing, uh, all the seafood restaurants, the t-shirt souvenir shops, all that, like you would in your Fort Myers, Panama city, um, I don't know, Gulf shores, wherever you go, you know, all those same stores, but you still get like the comfort and relaxation of like old school Southern and country and the people are country, you know, and they don't seem as transient as everyone that's in Florida. Um, we actually looked at some property in uh, South Carolina. Uh, it seems like a pretty affordable area. The area is growing a lot. I mean, that the idea of living 30 minutes from the ocean was something like I was really fond of. You know, I look at it as you know, our options with moving is going back to my hometown and having the advantage of family and friends there as far as networking, finding jobs, just you're not on an island where, you know, we moved to South Carolina, it's just us. You know, we're still going to be six or seven hours away from my family, you know, my people in Tennessee. Um, yeah, we're 30 minutes to the beach. You know, I think it's just trying to figure out what is... Um, best for us and what we want to do. Um, South Carolina is actually in the top three states people are relocating to since, you know, COVID world started and people started fleeing the blue states. So it kind of, you, you get a little worried there. You're like, okay, these idiot liberals aren't going to go there and start voting blue. But, um, you know, one of the drawbacks South Carolina did have versus Tennessee, South Carolina does have a state income tax. Wisconsin has one here. I, I want to get away with that. My money's my money. I like to keep my money. But yeah, it was really um, a great couple weeks. Um, you know, the time spent with Scott was awesome. It made me really um, honestly regret probably not doing it sooner. And really this happened. I always talked about doing what we did uh, on the way there, just stopping and being like, hey, you know, but my, my wife and his wife actually made this happen. So um, Bailey and... Kai, you guys are the best. Um, it's kind of cool because I think Scott and I have almost been in contact uh, every day since, you know, or at least every other day, whether it's just a meme, something silly, uh, just pictures, whatever. Um, he actually started a group chat with me, him, and Sean Taylor, and, and honestly, that's been awesome talking to Sean Taylor again. I really miss that guy. Um, I still don't remember where he lived in Orlando when we lived there. I'm convinced he just kind of was wherever but um yeah you know uh we started we'd start each morning there in south carolina with we get up and uh walk the beach generally walk a mile away you know so it was a two mile walk uh, i'd kind of walk with my feet in the ocean even though it was a little cold in the morning but it's just one of those things um it makes me happy you know uh feeling the the water hearing the the waves uh feeling the water on my feet. Um, I don't know. It's just, it, it, I always joke that, you know, or it's not really even a joke. It's fact that the two places I like to go to recharge my battery are the ocean and the mountains. You know, I love being around the water, the lakes, the rivers, they don't do it for me the way, um, the ocean does. I think there's a vastness to the ocean and just like a, a, a majesty to it because it's, it's just so bad. I mean, it's the ocean, you know, sitting there looking at the Atlantic Ocean we're there you know I'm like telling Kai's like it's crazy you know the other side of that is Europe you know I guess depending on which 
direction you take. You know, I guess you could go a little south to where, but even so, um, you know, when you're in the Gulf, which is where we go, it's kind of like, okay, you're just going to hit another part of Florida or Mexico, depending on which way you go. We'd been mostly going to the mountains lately. I think it had been uh, 2019 or 2018, I think, was the last time we might have, when we went to Panama City. Uh, and I love Panama City. I think Florida was just a little uh, busier. This gave us the opportunity to stop and see Scott. Uh, so it, it, it was pretty awesome. You have to give me a second. My technology's bugging out on me right now because that's what it does from time to time. I'm convinced uh, the computer hates me. But, um, wow, that's really weird. Yeah, my tablet just... My tablet's where I keep up a slideshow that kind of has the script I put together. And it kind of just... I'm having a Joe Biden moment. My teleprompter went down. I don't really read off of it. It's just kind of... And Scott can vouch. He saw me do an episode. It's kind of just like uh, bullet points on... Kind of keep me from talking instead of... I have no clue what this is doing. It's like somebody just hacked into my... Uh, internet it says it has stopped restart app but um yeah so if, if you've never been to myrtle beach south carolina area um i highly recommend it we wanted to do a day trip to charleston um you know it being off season a lot of things weren't uh kind of going till like this week i think april 1st is when they kind of start their full season so you know we didn't get to do like a sunset dolphin tour on the ocean we did this cool um river tour we got to go through the intercoastal saw some little alligators tons of turtles a bunch of ospreys it was kind of like a real i don't know small family operation uh, there's this awesome rottweiler that just hangs out with you on the boat um the whole thing was really cool um you know it was relaxing it was one of those days where the weather was kind of undecided where we couldn't tell if it was going to rain all day or what it was going to do um but yeah it was pretty cool like I said, you know, you get a chance to find you a VRBO somewhere down there in South Carolina, enjoy some some beer, some sunshine, and um, get you a little relaxation on the ocean. If that's your thing. Some people don't like the ocean. Me, like I said, ocean and the mountains uh, are my thing. Normally I like to go somewhere where it's a lot warmer than it was, but like I said, it's still shorts and t-shirts for me every day, even though one day I saw a lady in a full parka as I was walking on the beach, which was kind of crazy. But I guess, you know, you you adjust to the weather you live at. Um, so, last week, uh, this would have been part of last week's episode, um, Foo Fighters drummer uh, Taylor Hawkins uh, was found unresponsive, later pronounced dead. I believe they were at a music festival in Brazil. Uh, toxicology report, uh, I don't know if it was the next day or a few days later, Stated he had multiple narcotics in his system from fentanyl, marijuana, antidepressants, and some other. Um, it's also worth noting that Hawkins had reluctantly been vaccinated for COVID-19 and boosted per the request of lead singer uh, Dave Grohl. That was information released by his, uh, I believe it was his brother. Um, and it, from what I read, I apologize, I haven't stayed on top of it, just had a lot going on. It, that it was reported he did suffer a cardiac event. But what brought it on, honestly, we may never really know. They'll, you know, rock star thing. They'll probably just say it was the drugs. Um, you know, it's tragic. Hawkins was only 50 years old. Uh, he had children. Um, you know, 
I love the Foo Fighters. You know, politics aside, I, I've always enjoyed their music. Uh, I loved Nirvana. You know, Dave Grohl was the uh, drummer for Nirvana. Kurt Cobain, unfortunately, had killed himself. Uh, you know, on a personal note, I actually met Taylor Hawkins and Dave Grohl once. Uh, it was outside the, uh, I, I don't know what the arena is called at Vanderbilt University where the Commodores play basketball or whatever. They were, we had parked somewhere like, it was, I'm sure it was illegal, but it, it saved us like the 25 or $30. It was me and my actual, me, me and my brother uh, when we used to hang out. And uh, we were walking towards the arena and there was like this, steps and like down a hill kind of where you know they park the tour buses and stuff and we didn't know that as you're we walking by we're just like oh look at those dudes skateboarding and my brother's like well i'm pretty sure that's dave Rowe and taylor hawkins and we we're like whoa so we kind of waved um you know and started walking down the steps and slowly approached them there wasn't like security or there was like no one around we were plenty early and um talked to them um you know they kind of came up towards us they were very gracious and friendly um you know, there was, like I said, there was no one around. They actually sent my brother's Foo Fighters t-shirt he was wearing, which I think for the longest time he had, like, uh, pinned to his wall. Uh, they signed his actual concert ticket. Uh, I believe Taylor Hawkins offered each of us a piece of gum. But, you know, like, they were just like normal guys. It wasn't like, oh, my God, these guys, you know. And we didn't fanboy. It was just like, oh, wow, how cool. Here they are just skateboarding, killing time. You know, and honestly, I can't, I think we told them we were excited for the show and where we were from and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they said how they liked Nashville. But, uh, you know, I guess I like to look at it as a small representation of uh, how Taylor Hawkins' interaction with most of his fans probably were. Um, you know, and, and the Foo Fighters are great live. You know, I don't know what the touring situation will be now. Uh, Taylor Hawkins also had played the drums for Alanis Morissette previously to uh, joining the Foo Fighters, but a sad loss, and like I said, you know, check out the Foo Fighters. This episode is actually titled Arlandria, which is actually one of my favorite Foo, Foo Fighters songs. I think it's easy to just default to Everlong, um, but there's some, you know, a lot of great work there. Like I said, if you just listen to the music, and, you know, I think they're kind of one of the last rock and roll bands still putting out music where it doesn't fall into a weird category, just kind of like straight rock and roll, but that's just me, um, you know, but yeah, sad, sad loss, um, you know, it seems like we lose too many people in the music industry to drugs or whatever, cardiac events from vaccines, whatever it could be. Speaking of celebrities losing it, uh, unless you live in a cave, I'm sure everyone saw what unfolded at the Oscars the other night, um, Obviously, none of us were watching it. Uh, it's probably because no one was watching it that um, this actually happened. I mean, it was another year of terrible ratings for the show. Um, you know, I think that's like two or three years in a row. They'll say COVID had something to do with it. I think it's kind of the whole woke, try to tell us how, how to live kind of thing. I think Ricky Gervais kind of gave it to the celebrities perfectly on the, uh, was it the Golden Globes a, a two, I don't know, a year or two ago when he pretty much told them to shut up. Nobody wants to hear him pretend like they know about life. Thank your God, say thank you, and go on your way. Um, but we kind of went from, like, nobody caring about the Oscars to everyone talking about it, memeing about it, uh, you know, 
if Will Smith hated the jokes that were going around about his family before, he's got to hate it even more now. Um, you know, he struck, for anyone who didn't know, Will Smith struck Chris Rock, like open hand slap after Rock and made a joke about uh, Will Smith's wife, Jada Pinkett Smith, uh, her having uh, like her head shaved, no hair, being in like G.I. Jane 2. Turns out she supposedly has alopecia uh, and, you know, it seemed kind of silly at first and then all of a sudden Will Smith gets up, whop. Um, you know, if you're Will Smith, it's not a good look. I mean, your wife's banging dudes all over Hollywood and you get up said that Chris Rock makes a joke, he's a fucking comedian. You know, if we're going to start beating up comedians for bad jokes, you know, they should have started with Wanda Sykes, Amy Schumer, and whoever hell that third idiot was they had up there. Because nobody wanted to host the show. And I think they're going to have an even bigger issue with that next year. Like, the people that were hosting it this year were like, I don't know, you go A-list, B-list, D-C. These were probably like X, Y, and Z on the list. Um... Crazy thing about it is, um, Chris Rock had a stand-up show in Boston a couple days later. Uh, he, they saw the secondhand prices on tickets soar to like a thousand dollars. I saw a video from the uh, the opening monologue of his uh, comedy show, and he had said, you know, okay, I wrote th this show long before this weekend. Uh, you know, I, I really haven't had time to process it, but at some point, I'll talk about it. It'll be serious. It'll be funny, but. You know, it's not happening tonight, it's not whatever, so if that's what you came for, sorry to disappoint you, that kind of thing. Um, but, you know, the crazy thing, I guess, is, you know, when, when I look at the whole situation, is like, Will Smith's alright with his wife sleeping around, but a joke, that's the, that's the straw, you know, that broke the camel's back. I, me, personally, um... I don't get the open marriage sister wife or husband thing. It's totally not a moral thing for me. I'm not going to sit here and, you know, be like one man, one woman. Like, I think it's the logic of it. Um, you know, like with anything, the more moving parts there are in anything, the more headaches you can have, the more things that can go wrong. So you're going to try to bring in multiple partners multiple feelings, personalities, etc. To me, that's a recipe for disaster. Um, I think, you know, and, and you don't need to be Dr. Phil to see that. You know, I think some of these instances are people, maybe they're just married to the wrong people. They don't, um, you know, it, it could be things they were exposed to as children or maybe, you know, in their early adult years. Um, could be maturity. You know, mar marriage is hard work. I mean, it is. Even a good marriage is hard work. Um, you know, I'll easily say my wife's a better wife than I probably am a husband. I mean, I, I'm difficult, you know, and not on purpose. It's just, you know, how I'm wired. But, you know, and people will argue that, like, monogamy is against human biology or whatever. And, and I get that. I, I, I understand. But, like... I think when you do this open multiple partner thing, you're gonna you're ultimately gonna have jealousy, like I said. And it's gonna make that whole situation a mess. Your ass is gonna end up on the ID channel on Dateline or one of those Friday or Saturday night shows where they're like, and then they there was a tip that came in, you know, and somebody kills somebody or somebody goes missing. Like it, it always starts with some kind of fucking love. It's either love or money that people are killing each other over. So so think about that, you know. And next time you want to tell your wife, hey, I think we should bang other people or you want to be some kind of cock
like I said, follow me for more life hacks. But, I, like, you know, and the worst part of it is I don't, I don't care what you tell yourself or what you think your situation is. It's a powder keg. And eventually, and eventually the ugliness will rear its head. And you're going to be knee-deep in some complicated relationship shit, like I was just explaining. You know, like, I love my wife. Uh, I married up, you know. But I can tell you right now, and I told her this today, I don't want three or four of her. I assure you she doesn't want three or four me if she even wants the single me she has. You know, so, I, you know, I don't know. I think that's, there's probably a lot more of that in the world than, uh, you know, is in the mainstream. I mean, it is something people talk about and do and, you know, it, and it's kind of with the people that, it's like anything, people that do certain things kind of, either they constantly throw it in your face, which to me is like you're overcompensating for something, or they don't share it with anybody because they're afraid of being judged. And if you're afraid of being judged on something, that's probably like your first hint that maybe you're doing something kind of stupid or fucked up. Um, but anyway, speaking of stupid and fucked up, like all these little segues, I think they're almost cheesy and annoying. But um, we touched on that Florida parental rights bill few episodes see I no stuttering when I was a bottle of whiskey in with Scott I get here by myself I'm a fool um, you know that it's that bill the libs are calling the don't say gay bill all over the news and social media which is weird because like no part of the bill says hey you can't say gay it pretty much just states that there can be no formative instruction by teachers school districts school officials whatever for children that are in grades K through three, no instruction on uh, sexual orientation, gender identities. Like, literally, it doesn't say, "Hey, if someone says gay, they're suspended." It's not like they're going to treat a kid that says "gay" like a kid who says, "Hey, fuck you." Like, that's not what it is. But you would think that by all the new, like even people on the good side, like us, are saying, "Oh, they don't say gay," but but I think the more you say that you're empowering the idiots that are spreading the misinformation. And it's, you know, ultimately, it, it's just stupidity. Um, DeSantis signed the bill into law the other day. And the funny thing after that was, like, Disney vowed to do anything they could to help change or reverse the law. Which, you know, the more corporations and big dollar people like Bill Gates and Jeff Bezos and... You know, even though Elon Musk is one of the good guys, like, the, the people, like, if they want to try to tell everyone else how to live, like, that's fucked up. Like, it's kind of fascism on Disney's part. It's like, hey, this doesn't share our view. We're going to, we want you to bend to our will. You know, and then, <clears throat> so I guess, like, Disney's whole thing now is they would no longer greet guests as boys and girls, ladies and gentlemen, or prince and princesses. Um, I don't know if they're just going to say, welcome, people, or hey, you all, or welcome you it's, or they's, or it's stupid. That That's one of, like, you can't call anybody anything without them being offended. I mean, you can't, I do, because I don't fucking care. Like, if you look like a dude, I'm gonna call you a dude. If you look like a chick, I'm gonna call you a chick. If you think you're a fucking unicorn, I'm not gonna call you a unicorn, because you're not a fucking unicorn. I posted a meme the other day, uh, I think it was from Steven Crowder, it was like, saying I identify as is 
equatable to saying I'm pretending to be because it, it's not real you're just saying how you feel. like it, it's not real it's not based in fact or logic it's just kind of throwing it out there but uh, yeah you know and logic has flown out the fucking window with these people you know and Disney call me crazy or whatever I lived in Orlando I'm telling you right now Disney is the most overrated vacation place people waste their money at like Disney is lame as fuck like what's worse like to me it, I get taking the kids but like grown adults that get giddy about going like you're fucking off like it's stupid it's not the happiest place on earth it's crowded it's expensive the rides are cheesy there's really not that much to do the shows are hokey and it's kind of like this beacon of perversion and idiocy period like like animal kingdom's kind of cool but like not as cool as it is for the price um you know the magic kingdom's like i feel like people just go there so they can take that picture on the main i even have one with uh my daughter when she was little where the castle's in the background and you're right there you know or in the teacups or something like that like it, it's some kind of rite of passage but like it's it's stupid you know and then you look at like disney feeling like they're entitled to change laws in florida even though they're a company that is based and run out of california which i mean that's kind of a typical california person isn't it a uh do what we say you know we're worried about laws in florida even though there's people you know what i mean i don't know california should fix their own problems like before worrying about other states you know last time i was in florida i didn't see i didn't see people shitting in the streets of sarasota orlando or jacksonville there aren't homeless cities all over florida's metropolitan areas and people are not fleeing florida by the million like they are california also Illinois, New York, New Jersey, because nobody wants to live in a blue state. The issue is you dumb fucks need to understand it was your vote that made where you lived suck. So don't vote that way when you leave. But that's just it, though. You know, liberals, Democrats, they don't they don't see obvious things. They don't live in the same reality that we do. They kind of just see what they want. Um, they don't like facts. You know, they, they kind of live in operate in this fictional reality where i don't know if all general belief is suspended you know and that's how we got all this identity politics sh shit in the first place you know it's it's div it's unity or division through unity unite people in all these small little cliques or sects and then turn them all against each other you know and to con you know and the, the other thing like with the gender stuff is okay people are constantly crying about more resources for mental health yet they push the gender identity stuff which is kind of like ultimately the result of mental health so it's like you know that's part of a bigger problem that's here in this country is you know, I look at it like, at the end of the day, the execs at Disney, Amazon, Microsoft, wherever, they don't give two shits about how you and I want to live our lives. They don't. They, they, they want a world and society to reflect their values, or maybe at times, their lack of real values. You know, think about that. Like, they don't, 
they want to tell you how to live. Like, I've never understood that. Like, I don't go to my neighbor and tell them how I think they should live their lives. Like, hey, you shouldn't drive that car. You shouldn't use that. Like, you're never going to say something in public where I'm going to be like, whoa, hey, you should watch it. Like, I don't fucking care. That's your life, man. If you want to be a prick, you want to be a bigot, you want to do, go ahead. Like, it's not, like I've said before, hate everyone you want. It's okay. I don't care. You can hate people. I don't see the problem with it. You don't hurt people. You don't use violence towards people. But in your soul of soul, if you're like, I fucking hate that person. Cool. I don't even care if you have a good reason. There's plenty of people I hate and wish death on on a daily basis. I'm not going to name names. Uh, those of you who know me probably know who they are. But I don't think that makes me a bad person. Like, the way I feel about those people is their fault. It's kind of like cause and effect. Like, if I poke you in the eye, your eye's going to water. Make sense? Okay. Probably not, but whatever. But back on topic, I guess. You know, that's that's an issue with liberals. Like, think about it. They, they kind of project this openness tolerance, you know, like this, this welcome, what is, what is the word they use? Inclusivity. Fucking another stupid word. But really, they just want everyone to think just like, like them. I mean, not even sort of like them, exactly like them, you know, and they'll use any form of propaganda to try and bend and break people and their, and their thoughts and their ways of life to try to flow to their broken ideology. You know, and I don't get, like, why we just don't, like, live and let live. You know, why Why is that so hard to grasp? Like, in my opinion of opinions, which I don't know if any of you give two shits about, although the people in Germany seem to be really enjoying it lately, and India, uh, by all means, like, believe whatever you want. That's your thing. Cool. But don't expect your ideas to be exactly what your neighbors are, or your friends, your family, or society in general. You know, come to terms with things you don't like. You know, in a liberal mindset, though, everything has to change to suit them. However, for the rest of us, we kind of see or encounter something we don't like. We shrug our shoulders, go, eh, and then we go on with our lives. Maybe we do a little pissing and moaning, but whatever. No screaming, no protesting, no burning things, looting, or just being fucking unhinged. You know, I, I always think back to the... Uh, the day of the 2016 election. I voted for Trump. I have no problem with that. I voted for him in 2020. Uh, but in 2016, I voted for Trump. I honestly thought Hillary Clinton was going to win. And I was like, well, that sucks. But it wasn't going to change my outlook or what I did the next day. I wasn't going to cry, scream, or end up being a meme because some hurt feeling Hillary Clinton gave me. And that's not because maybe she was a better person and didn't have set. She was fucking. She's a terrible person. She'd been a shitty president. She's her husband was a terrible president. Like politicians suck. Like she. It wasn't. You know. Oh well, Trump had said this. That's why you know you and done this and this. That's why people had hurt. No, you have hurt feelings because you choose to have hurt feelings. Nobody hurts your feelings. You choose to allow your feelings to be hurt. You know, and that that's that's tough for some people to hear. You know, and we, we have we have to get that though. We have to, you know, I don't, I don't know how to look at it, but it's like where 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 I do what I want, I say what I want, I live how I want, and you, you do the same. I don't worry about you. 
You don't worry about me. Stay out of my life and my wallet, and I'll do the same for you. Keep your stupid ideas to yourself. Go on with your life. You want to go to church? Go to church. You want to fuck guys? Cool, fuck guys. You want to pretend you're Dolly Parton? Pretend you're Dolly Parton. Like, don't expect me to think you're Dolly Parton. Like, just live your life and be happy. It doesn't matter what I think. And I don't owe you anything. You know, you don't owe general people respect. Respect is earned. I don't feel like... Like, I'm not saying you go around and treat everyone like shit. It just means at the end of the day, I don't give two shits about you. You know? And I think as soon as we find this way to just do our own thing, and when we did that for a while, I felt like. And all of a sudden, we went from just being so wrapped up in ourselves... To now, we only care about what everybody else is doing, which is kind of weird, because we are a materialistic, shallow society, but it's kind, it, it's evolved in a very bad way, you know. And and I think the issue with telling people how to live and thinking about COVID gave them ammunition, because it showed these clowns that a lot of the masses can be fooled into believing anything, using some fear and and bad marketing. Because that's really all COVID was. It was never anything to be worried about. It still isn't. Yet the whole country was in an uproar. Hell, some of you, wherever you are, your kids may still be wearing masks. Even though it wasn't going to affect them and it wasn't going to help them. There's some of you out there that got shots and then got second shots. Knowing the first shot didn't work. The second shot didn't work. Because here's why it didn't work. You could still get it and spread it after the first shot. You could still get it and spread it after the second shot. So what you did is you took your chances of survival from 99.75 and you made them roughly 9.90 to 9, 9.90 to, you know, 99.94. So it was kind of like whatever, you know. And I think people are still wearing masks on planes. I know some of the airlines are going after the federal government to uh, release it. I actually have to get a COVID test before colonoscopy. And, and it, to me, it's silly. I'm like, COVID's not even a thing anymore. I thought Putin cured it when he invaded the Ukraine. But I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm wrong, you know. And you think about the whole COVID thing. Um, I was talking the other day that, like, um, years from now, I think we'll look back on the COVID years and that period of our life, kind of like the blip in the Avengers movies. Um, for those of you who don't know what the blip is... Um, it was kind of like when Thanos snapped his fingers and he erased half the population uh, just to save resources, to make the world a better place by making less people, ultimately. Kind of crazy when you think about all the COVID stuff. Um, you know, the Avengers eventually found a way to bring people back. For the people who were erased, they're gone in the blip. It was only like five minutes to them that they were gone. But for those people who weren't erased five years had passed so like if you went into the blip at age 10 you know and you came back all your friends were 15 but you were still 10 um so time kind of just made no sense and i feel like you know when we're looking back and i'm not saying next year year maybe 10 years from now you're gonna be like you're not gonna be like oh it was june of 2020 you're gonna be like june of covid or summer of covid or christmas of covid and that's going to be the reference for how you refer to things during that time. Like I even joked that like the terms BC will even start to mean before COVID will be like BC and AC before COVID after COVID, um, you know, and that's what it'll be, you know, because 
eventually it's all going to be gone. I, I think so, like out of nowhere. It doesn't really hold value to the Democrats anymore, so it's going to vanish. If they can find a way to milk value out of it again, it'll come back. But uh, maybe around the midterm elections or the next presidential election. Life will go on, though. It has to. It always does. Um, like, I, you know, I feel like I always come back to this. It's like time and life. And, um, you know, I think I've been thinking about transition in life lately. Uh, my daughter graduated high school. Um, she's unsure kind of what she wants to do. She's 17. Um, I graduated young, uh, 17. Had no fucking clue what I wanted to do. Literally no clue. You know, it wasn't for any insight or I, I just, I don't think I, I knew, you know, like I can't say today I know what I want to do. You know, I think I look at it as I want to be happy. I don't want to work my life away. And, you know, that doesn't mean I'm lazy. I mean, I am, but you know, I, no one ever died saying, God, I wish I'd worked more. You know, I don't want to chase a dollar. Um, I did a lot of that when I was younger. Um, but it's like that transition period where it's like, okay, you know, your kids get older and, you know, they, they move, move, you know, they go to college or they move away or, you know, they start to form their own lives as adults. And, um, yeah, I guess it's crazy to think about that. You know, I started college when I was 17, which was a complete nightmare. It was a disaster. I wasn't ready for it. You know, I didn't want to be there. I hated the academic side of school. You know, and the worst part is I'm actually a pretty smart guy. I just maybe it was unmotivated or I think it was the structure of learning. I'm an outside the box kind of guy. And I think, you know, detailed plans and it, I curriculum didn't work for me because that's not how I learned. That's not, you know, I understand you can't teach all people the same. And, you know, I think the most successful teachers are those that understand each student learns a different way and tries to reach each student as opposed to it just achieve scores. Um, but, you know, I was thinking about that with my kid getting older. It's like it comes full circle because, you know, I'm 46 now. It doesn't seem like that long ago that I was that kid, even though it fucking was. You know, I, you know, look at the 17 years, you know, between Scott and I last seeing each other. Um, you know, and when you look at your kids and you're like, okay, she was just a little kid, you know, and now it's like, okay, now she's not, you know, I think like when she was little, like, you know, and maybe some of you that have babies, you know, it all depends. It's different for everybody. Um, my situation was a little bit different. That's a whole other episode. But like when she was a baby, all I could think about was, man, this is really hard. I can't wait till she's bigger. And, you know, and at that time, that time seems so far away. And, like, now it's all here. And it's, like, it's hard to process. And I'm like, man, now I kind of wish she was a baby. Um, you know, and maybe some of you are going through it, too. Um, you know, I see some of the posts on Facebook about college and graduating and kids doing this and that. Um, but, you know, you, or you have that to look forward to next year or a couple of years. You know, and... and you're always going to be a parent, you know, a mom, a dad, but your role changes to some extent when they grow up and go away, um, if they do, uh, or, you know, in life, and, and your relationship evolves. You know, there's days it really makes me sad. I won't lie. You know, I miss that little girl who thought I was the funniest person in the world, you know, the kid who could get 
so excited after scoring a goal and come over and hug her coach, which was me, dad, on the sideline. Um, you know, and I always have those moments. And, you know, even though I look at all the time, like, I'm so glad I spent all those years coaching my daughter, not for all the things in my love of soccer that I gained, but just to have that time with her on a different level and be able to, to watch her learn something, acquire a skill, be excellent at it. You know, it's unfortunate she didn't stay with it, but, you know, things change. Um, but I always have those moments. You know, and, and the, the crazy thing is when they're happening, you don't realize how truly special they are. Um, you just, you think there's going to be tons of them. And, you know, and sometimes there are. Uh, you know, maybe some of them, we just don't realize how great those moments are till we start to reflect or get nostalgic. You know, uh, you think about, like, the late nights, the times they were sick, injured. You know, when they screwed up, when they accomplished great things, you know parents you get this like you you always think about them you worry you stress you love them they're everything to you sometimes you want to strangle them um you know i'll be honest that like i never knew i could love anything the way that way till the first time i helped my daughter you know and it's cliche but but it was life-changing like in that moment you know and i can't really even begin to explain it um it's kind of like this place where like love, fear, hope, dreams, they all kind of intersect at once. It's, it's powerful. You know, it, it's the realest thing I think at times, sometimes I look back that, that I'd ever felt to that at that point in my life. Um, you know, and as a person who deals with a lot of things, my mental health or feelings, like I, I understand and can grasp a powerful feeling. Um, you know, I think about how I was like, wow, I have to protect this little baby at all costs, you know, no matter what. Um, and it just gets surreal that, you know, your babies grow up and in like a blink, we became our parents. We're like, whoa, you know, it's like, I'm old. You know, I think about the conversation Scott and I had last week where he was talking about being an older dad, which is kids are always going to benefit from the fact that he is the youngest soul and his, the number of his age will never reflect like who he is as a person and a man. I think his that is going to be such a blessing to his children and his family. Um, but it, you know, it always comes back to that whole time thing, you know, and parenting is hard. We probably don't give ourselves enough credit or, or maybe we don't cut ourselves enough slack with it. I, I know I don't, I beat myself up about a lot. Uh, you know, and some of it may be for good cause. You know, I look back at things and I'm like, ah, I should have been more like this or maybe worried less about that, you know. But but all you can do is your best, right, With that, like you can with anything. Like every day all you can hope to be is the best version of yourself. Um, <clears throat> you know, I was kicking myself in the tail over some things a few weeks ago. Um, you know, I call my dad. That's kind of what I do when I get out there. Um, I know I've mentioned this before, but like, I, the thing I'm blessed the most with, with my dad, my father, is he always gives you an answer or solid advice. My dad's not a head scratcher. I don't know, you know, that kind of guy. Like he always knows kind of what you need to hear, whether you, whether you want to hear it or not. Um, you know, and what he told me is kind of what I said. And he said, all you can do is your best, you know, and you offer advice and you can point your kids in the right direction. You hope they go that way. 
but you can't make them. You know, and you you gotta they're gonna make their own choices. And you know what? And you're always gonna be there when they screw up, and you're always gonna be there when they succeed. Um, you know, but at some point it's you know, I guess it's kinda like birds, how they push the babies out of the nest and hope they fly. I mean, it's tragic when they don't fly, but you know, so you hope it's not like that. But um so I'll end on that note, I guess. Uh, obviously a much shorter show tonight. However, the uh, two-and-a-half-hour episode was fun, and I look forward to the next time we have Scott and Bailey and any other guests on. Um, I kind of have to get the studio back together down here. It's kind of a mess. Um, I have my guy Nate working on a backdrop, uh, HansonScreenPrinting.com, um, so that I can do maybe video podcasts or maybe even put this discord thing or tiktok facebook live to work although i'm guessing facebook would probably ban us in the first five minutes um but uh that's all i got folks uh check out the merch shop follow us on social media thanks for all the support in germany um you guys are crushing it um on downloads i I guess maybe i'm gonna have to do a rammstein episode at some point but uh be good drink up have a great weekend